Yeah, so as I was saying, uh, before the episode, um, I, so I start, I, I was putting a new card into my Elephant Tribal Magic deck, and I'm starting to wonder if I've maybe cut too many elephants out, um, if the elephant deck isn't elephanty enough. I had to go and count up all my creatures, because I've been putting in creatures that synergize with the mechanics, but they're not elephants. Um, so do you think, Brent, that um, a deck that has 24 elephants and 10 non-elephants for creatures is still elephanty enough to be called an elephant deck? <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's... It's right under sixty percent elephants, mm. so I think that's a like a moral gray area. Yeah, but like I've cut. But you know, uh, we're talking about elephants, so I think a gray area mm. is uh, not a, not a terrible thing. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's like I've cut some of the elephants that don't have like extra abilities or are especially useful. In favor of... Because the deck also does a lot of stuff with 1-1 one, one counters. And I found, like, this uh, new character from the Baldur's Gate set that makes it so if you put counters on a thing, you put an additional of that kind of counter. So it'll let me put even more counters. And, like, I've got a guy who makes it so your creatures with 1-1 one, one counters are flying. And another one that makes it so your creatures with 1-1 one, one counters are trample. Which, you know, are all things the deck wants... Like, I want to have flying trampling elephants so I can just make a Dumbo deck. It'd be great, but but the problem is I have to put these stupid non-elephant humans in there to make that work. So yeah, well, at least sometimes I you I don't need think I've fallen below the threshold of elephantness. Yeah, I mean sometimes you need to put birds in your egg deck so they could lay the eggs. Mm. I mean that's just how it works. Yeah, no, it's just the the elephants are slowly assembling a fan club of non-elephants who want to be there with the elephants and I just have to maintain <laughs> a balance club. of the elephants and the the non-elephants. Yeah, I feel like every elephant should have trample mm. just, you know, uh as a rule. Yeah, no, yeah, they should. I mean, it's like elephants in magic traditionally are 3-3 three, three creatures. Um it's like like, 1-1s one are usually, like, soldiers, or also squirrels, I don't know, the, the power rankings are all over the place in magic, but traditionally, 1-1s one are, like, a soldier, 2-2 two two is a bear, 3-3 three three is an elephant. Um, so, a lot of elephants are just, like, big creatures, some of them have trample, uh, a lot of them surprisingly don't. Um, some of them are elephant people, because there's a couple of the plains in magic where there's races of elephant people called loxodons um which has also been turned into a D&D &D thing if people recognize the name loxodon as the D&D &D elephant race it's because it came from magic first pretty sure I sure don't um yeah <laughs> so okay that's good. That's good. My elephant deck is still elephanty enough. I mean, I even run yes. some like spells that don't really make sense or aren't that good, but they have elephants, so you know I can justify it. Uh, it was like elephant guide is an enchantment aura that uh, gives a creature plus three plus three, and when the creature dies, I make a three three elephant. Um, 
or Ooh. Elephant Resurgence, which does not work well with this deck, but it's an elephant card. Um, That's my favorite Metal Gear game. Um, yeah, Elephant Resurgence, one and a green sorcery. Each player puts a green elephant creature token into play. Those creatures have this creature's power toughness are equal to the number of creature cards in its controller's graveyard. This deck does not try to put creatures into its own graveyards, so that's not a good card for this deck. But it gives everybody an elephant token, so I, I gotta so I gotta do it. So you should make a Lion King themed deck so you can have an elephant graveyard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely Like there's definitely good lions. A lot of those I have in the cat deck. Um there's annoying little birds that I could make a Zazu card from. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely stuff in here. I could I could make a Lion King deck pretty easily, I think. But uh, just pretend you don't have anything for Mufasa and put uh, Darth Vader in there instead. Mm. Well, no, if I was going to have Mufasa, <laughs> I'd probably want a lion that also has a sacrifice ability. So I can... <laughs> or, actually, no, no. I, I would need... A lion from Mufasa, and another lion who has an ability to sacrifice other creatures, and that would be Scar. And then I could kill Mufasa with Scar. The flavor text being long live the yeah. king. Nice. Um, and for Simba, you'd need some kind of small creature that can turn into a bigger one. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, now we're starting to get into, like, if... Uh, I mean, I guess the easiest way to build a deck that specific would be to just create all new cards using regular mechanics. But if I was oh, yeah. going to reskin existing cards, like, there are cards that have Leveler, which is an ability where you can pay mana to upgrade them and give them more abilities. Um, but... I don't think any of them are cats, or even like remotely lions. So I would have to just do like I do with the decks where I do all the alternate art, and just find something that thematically fits, even if the typings don't fit, and then reskin that. Yeah, just get some, get some scotch tape. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's kind of what I did with with Gohan, because I wanted in the Dragon Ball deck for Gohan to be represented by growing over time. So, I, I tried a few different cards to represent him, and the one I ended up settling on is Hex Drinker, which is a one-drop green snake, but its thing is that you can pay one to level it up, and as you level it up, it becomes like a 4-4, four four, and then a 6-6, six six, and it gets like hexproof and all kinds of cool abilities. Um, yeah, so you can unlock his potential multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Just like what happens in the show. Yep. Yep. Without the part of him not being able to catch an earring. <laughs> he can move at like half the speed of light. But he can't catch an earring. Uh, Dragon Ball is weird. Mm. Uh, and in, in Super, um, Goku just gets the shit beat out of him by a laser gun. Hmm. I, we're not talking about that. No, I mean, as <laughs> listeners can probably tell by this point, this is going to be one of those episodes we brought almost nothing to the table to talk about. 
Yes. Like, I have a list of things. I don't know that they're interesting, but maybe they'll spin off into something more interesting. And you have Pokemon. I I, play, I played a Pokemon game. Pokemon that is mostly <laughs> finished, but apparently not finished. Yeah, there's, like, some in-game stuff to do. Mm. Um, I don't know how much, but I know there's some. Uh, yeah, I think I think Gen Gen Five is like the only one with like a significant post game, so that'll be interesting, I guess. Yeah, I mean you've already gone up in the flying castle in the sky that exists in upstate New York and fought the sad boy and his mean dad and um, <laughs> something something Zen dragons that also are. Yeah, an American concept of having a black and white yin yang dragon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very. It's so weird that they made that set in America because it's got nothing to do. Yeah, with it's the like environment. Like, oh, oh, what's the villainous team you want for America? Like, oh, a bunch of knight cosplayers. Yeah, and, like knights like, templar armor. knights, like Central yeah. European knights. And their hidden castle, and yeah. their yin yang dragons. Yeah, it's representing truth and ideals, which is a <laughs> dynamic that vaguely makes sense in English. I assume it's more of a thing in Japanese culture, and that it just doesn't fully translate. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really thought too much about like the the myth behind it, to be honest, because it mm. like there's a, too much dialogue. Oh yeah, I mean it's a, in Gen it, Five. It's like the usual anime bullshit philosophizing, but it's like people having a philosophical argument over, I guess, whether it's more important to be like. I guess truth would be, like, honesty and realistic, like, realism or something, I don't know, like, groundedness and ideals is more, like, yeah. optimism and striving for something better, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, it's very it's weird. Like, I, optimism um, versus realism, maybe, is what they're trying to... Yeah argue about yeah here's 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 the problem with that is that your player character does not speak mm. so like they they uh, kind well, of just yeah. thrust upon your you your player character is a like, mute what, observer on this philosophical debate that's going on yeah. as they are in every game whether it's uh whether it's more important to have more land or more sea or if it's <laughs> uh well i guess i don't know yeah they kind of dropped the whole dual duality thing after gen 5 it's like we still had dual yeah. legendaries but there's not really a dueling ideology to like Xerneas being life and Veltal being death like nobody's really arguing about the importance of life or death um yeah like you just have the one guy who like oh my my Pokemon died 2000 years ago or yeah whatever. this is the guy who He's like Used a super weapon to, I don't know, end a war or something, and then his flower Pokemon ran away from him because it was upset about all the Pokemon that died to fuel his super weapon. 
And also Team Flare wanted to use the weapon again because the world isn't beautiful enough. But if we just murder everyone and everything, that's going to (laughs) make it all better. I can't wait to play X or Y because it'll be so easy to just rip on it, Mm. I know. Oh, it's just because like there's bonkers. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing good. Like Gen Gen Five is actually kind of hard to criticize because it's it's okay. Mm. Um, which is like the the worst thing to talk about, right? It's like oh, it does something good, something's bad. Like it actually writes characters that have more than one dimension to them, so that's nice. But also. Um, they still repeat everything 80 fucking times over the course of the game, mm. so, yeah. Uh, but a- X and Y is just gonna be, like, holy shit, what is going on? None of this makes sense. Why is there a, a, a red team in, like, suits and ties who want to make the world beautiful? Like, there's no... <laughs> mm. Like you know, like at least with at least with Team Rocket, it's just oh we're bad guys, we want money, and it's like okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, Team Aqua and Team Magma are idiots, but like you, you get what they're going for. Yeah, well, yeah, they're having a dumb sense. debate about two Pokemon that represent forces of nature, and they're trying to control those forces of nature and change the. Like environment, I guess. Yeah, which is 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 stupid, but it's also understandable. Yeah. Um, and Team Galactic. Team Galactic is kind of out. Well, yeah, there. I mean, they're they're um, a cult that has discovered that there's like the ancient creator Pokemon of the world, and if they can control them, they can control all of reality. Yeah. Which is big and crazy in scope, but. I mean, it it makes enough sense, I guess, for that level of scope. Yeah, it, it's it's like you know, Gen One and Two are just oh, go on an adventure and also beat up these criminals. Um, and then you get to Gen Three, and it's like the yeah, you you kind of have to save the world because these two idiots fucked it mm. up. Um, and then Gen Four, it's like th- this one crazy guy wants to rewrite the entire universe in his image. <laughs> um, please stop him. Uh, and then in Gen Five, it's kind of like, oh, this one guy wants to make everybody give up his Pokemon. Like, don't don't do it. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, Gen Five is like they try to dial it back from the extremes that Four went to. But also are yeah. having like a weird philosophical debate that feels yeah, forced. That they are in no way prepared to yeah. write. <laughs> yeah, like, like they—they got like multiple. Fil- you know, they got the whole truth and ideals thing because they're trying. To, you know, so you got two versions, so you got every two things. But then they're also trying to have a philosophical debate about the ethics of capturing and keeping Pokemon. And whether or not the Pokemon are okay with that. Um, which they which are. Which is a fundamental premise of the series. And they can't 
really pick that apart too hard without the whole series falling apart. So they yeah. just, you know, raise the question and then come up with some reasons why it's okay for your Pokemon to live in tiny little balls and sit in a computer and wait for you to um, maybe give them some attention one day. Yeah, and come out and fight other creatures for your amusement and wallet. Yeah, yeah, but like they they answer the (laughs) they they answer the question really early. Mm. It's like, oh, is is Pokemon battling bad? And they like, no, that's how Pokemon grow. It's it's how it it's how it works. Just go with Mm. it. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, and then, and then gets us the the big evil bad guy, uh, Mini Palpatine. Mm. Um, he, he's like, oh yeah, but what about the Pokemon? I need them for my goals. Oh wait, no, for Team Plasma's goals. And it, I that that was that, that's the worst line in the game <laughs> because they give away that way too easy yeah i mean okay so what Uh, what exactly was his plan after people released their pokemon like was he just going to capture all this newly released pokemon or just is he trying to be the only one who has trained pokemon so everyone else i guess just has to follow his commands or else be burned up by his dragons because nobody's got pokemon to defend themselves with he was going to be the only one with Pokemon, so he would basically be like the absolute power in Unova. Okay. Um, yeah, because a lot, you know, there's like a lot of things in the Pokemon games where it feels like, you know, why does this adult bother, you know, conceding to a child? Why don't they just kick them because they're a kid? But then you remember, oh yeah, because the kid has a very powerful best friend dragon who can just murder the guy. Because everyone's got these... <laughs> yeah. It's like, people are having personal arguments with each other, but they can't really take action against each other because everybody's got these lethal monsters that are hanging around by their side all the time. And unless your lethal monsters can get past their lethal monsters, you really can't touch them. I can't wait for a lethal mod. Mm. Uh, well, that's a Digimon. Uh, but... Well... Yeah, it's got Mon in the name. It's a Digimon. <laughs> what about? Uh, I know there's a Pokemon with Mon in the name somewhere. Mm. Um, Hitmonchan. Well, that's in the middle. <laughs> it's except if it ends with Mon, it's a it's a Digimon. Um. All right, now for the next game, I have to. I have to. Nickname on my Pokemon with Mon, uh, yeah. with names that end with Mon. Okay. So, like when I pick the starter and it's Snivy, just because I want to be different, Mon. it'll be <laughs> it'll be it'll be Snakeamon or mm. some shit. I mean, like yeah, I guess as much as you know, either the full name of the Pokemon plus Mon at the end, or if that doesn't fit, then you just truncate the last uh, section of the name and put him on trunkamon yeah. no trunkamon <laughs> is a crossover between digimon and dragon ball z <laughs> it's a time traveling tree no yeah, no, yeah trunkamon is uh 
like a wolf, but he's got a big sword and a jacket and purple hair, and he time travels. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's not important. Nobody would get the joke, so I'm not even gonna mm. bother. Um, for. What are we talking about? Pokemon? How dumb yeah, it is? Well, yeah, um, we were talking about your progress on uh, the current Pokemon yeah. game and, and also how dumb all the enemy teams are. Yeah. I am I am glad that they generally um, lowered the stakes as, as after Gen 4. Mm. Just because like it, it got... It got really out of hand really quick. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like five still feels like, yeah. weird because they dialed it back, but not enough. Like we still have a flying yeah. castle and a guy who wins the championship and somehow can now command everyone in the region, if not the world, to do things. Yeah, yeah. Like who would follow him? Like I don't, I don't understand. That that was like my biggest gripe is that. Like, who's going to do this stuff just because this jackass said it? Mm. Because he's the hero with the legendary Pokemon, but... I mean, who cares? Uh, The the legend hasn't been around for like 2,000 years or whatever. I I don't know. Mm. Like, they... Gen 5 is mostly just like, oh, let's bring up a lot of things and not explain them well enough. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, still, still the best written Pokemon game, like, easily, just because they try. Like, they, they try to have actual characters and tell an interesting story i mean i think gen 7 it, was similar in having like gen 7 if anything it feels like like for me since i don't really want a story out of my pokemon games uh the cutscenes feel too long but gen 7 does have like a lot of cutscenes, a lot of stuff with like lily and her edgelord brother and their mom and stuff although i mean it's it's i'd have to replay it because i feel like like the mom came off as like kind of abusive in sun and moon but then they like completely switched her character around in ultra sun ultra moon um oh that sucks partly because they were you know setting up team rainbow rocket to be the secret real big bads of the ultra games so they dropped the whole thing about traveling to another dimension where the mom gets a alien jellyfish stuck on her head and turns into a kaiju monster thing uh that's that that sucks like oh <laughs> like oh the actual the actual villains of uh gen 7 like oh no they're they're not the real mm. villains it's actually giovanni it's actually again. giovanni and he's but made uh, an alliance with all the past uh evil people oh yeah his rainbow rocket including team. Do you fight all of them? Yeah, no, he's got like a like a mansion set up at the back of the space <laughs> facility place and it's got a big rainbow letter R on it and you go through the rooms of there and you have to fight like the team Aqua, Magma and Galactic and Plasma, you know, I, I think Getsus and Cyrus are there and Maxi and Archie and all of them. 
It's like they're all there. They've all got their own rooms in the mansion. Including the guy from Team Flare, whose name I will never commit to memory. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's there, too. So they had like all of them. Lysander? Yeah, that sounds right. Damn it, I wish I didn't remember. I was going to say Lysold, <laughs> but I didn't think that was correct. I knew it was Ly-something, because he's like a lion man with a big mane. <laughs> he's, he's evil Simba <laughs> in human form. <laughs> he's... Um... He's just a big red frilly mane around yeah. his head. Yeah, he's he's stupid Craven. Mm. Um Yeah. Oh, you know what you know what the one interesting thing about Team Flare was? Uh, uh I couldn't they, possibly they had guess. a member in the elite they had a member in the Elite oh. Four. That was the one interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything huh. with it. I I don't even remember who was in the Elite Four of Gen Six. And I should um, know, because I assume at this point they've been added to Pokemon Masters, but I don't remember. I know the champion, I, is, I think her name's Diantha, she has like the angel okay. vibe. Yeah, that that would explain um, why they did that event where they gave her like a knight armor. Because the, the, there's two versions uh, yeah. of Diantha in the game, I couldn't remember what she was from. Can I remember even one Elite Four member from Gen mm. Six? <laughs> if if my life depended on it, like uh, well, I I guess the um the the Team Flare girl with the like pinkish hair and the cool sunglasses. Okay, yeah, I still don't um, remember this character. Yeah, she she's she's like a famous newscaster or something and also she works for team flare and also she's an elite four member okay um but i i don't think she actually does anything i I, I would have to google it because i don't is she a current elite four member or is she just part of her backstory is that she was an elite four member no she's like active like you fight her after you get all the badges and everything oh let's see I'm at Bulbapedia. I mean, Kalos even just a name, Elite Four. Uh, if you can read the names of the Kalos Elite Four, I'll see if I remember their names. Because, like, Diantha, I remember now that you said the name. I don't remember anything about her team or her battle, but um, I okay. know the name of the person. Malva. Okay, it's still not ringing a bell. Which means they probably uh, haven't put her in Pokemon Masters yet because she's so boring that they didn't bother. Yeah, I don't think she does anything. I like her look, though. It's it's um, possible she's, she's one got... of the three or four star characters, but I feel like I would have seen her a million times if that was the case because you get so many of those in the game. She's got Harley Quinn pants, um, pink hair, and like... Uh, oval red sunglasses. Yeah, I don't think that one's in the game. Huh. Yeah, I oh, had yeah, the the night guy. Okay, um, he's the steel. He's the steel. Type. Yeah, I I um, remember him. I don't remember his name. I think he's like a four star in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'm reading his name right now. I'm not gonna say it though. It's that dirty <laughs> because no, nobody will remember it. Okay, it's Wickstrom. Okay. Yeah, it's, it sounds dirty. Um, John Wickstrom. There's... 
somebody killed his dog, and <laughs> so he became an elite farm member. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, there's Seabold. Okay, so that's where he's from. Yeah. I only and... like him because they did, like, uh, f- in the first year of Pokemon Heroes, they did, uh, like, one of the seasonal events where he was a chef and he's got Noctillery. So I trained that one up because I wanted Octillery. Do, do you want me to tell you the last one? Uh, the name, um, yeah. It's um, it's Drasna. Okay. How's um, she's a dragon mommy? Okay. I don't remember it by. She... <laughs> she's. She's like oldish. Um, she has dragon claw sandals, um, and I, I guess like dragon claw bracelets, hmm. and a dragon tooth necklace, and dragon tooth earrings. Okay, and a dragon tooth belt. Well, at least on theme. But she's not. She's not badass. She just looks like a, a nice old mm. woman. Yeah, I think they haven't added her to Pokemon here or Pokemon Masters uh, either. Well, the the mommy trend wasn't around yet, mm. so maybe maybe they'll get on that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd say she looks familiar. But I feel like it's just she looks like a lot of other characters. Yeah, she's a Pokemon character. They're 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 nothing alike, but they are all the same. (laughs) Like there's a very specific way that Pokemon draws characters, and I I don't know, I couldn't tell you what it is, but you could point Mm. it out very easily. Yeah, I mean, I think at this uh, point I'm just waiting for them to start adding. Like, I know when when Gen 8 came out, um, it took them, I want to say like a year before they started adding the characters into Pokemon Masters. So I don't know how long it's going to take to add the Gen 9s, but when they get Professor Sada in there, I gotta get a Professor Sada. You have to... Uh... You have to stack up your uh, masturbation mm. bank on on your waifu collector. Yeah. That's Malfa, by the way. Okay, well, that's a cool design. Uh, it feels familiar, but um, I still I don't remember if that one's in the game. Um, let's see. I can open the game because it's on a different phone and it won't disrupt things except it might cause some background noise in the i guess i could turn the sound off that's probably the smarter thing to do um yeah i don't i again like i don't know if she actually does anything in the story but she shows up on like news reports okay and and i don't know it's it's weird that like they put a a a villain member in the elite mm. four, and nothing came out of it. Yeah, because you've already defeated the evil team by the time you get to the elite four, and yeah. she gets to keep her job there. Because I guess Team Flare is accepted. 
as part of Kalos, even if they're trying to destroy Kalos and the world. Okay, let, let me read her um, her description off of Bulbapedia. Mm-hmm. In Pokemon X and Y, Malva appears as an Elite Four trainer of Kalos. She is also a news reporter and a self-proclaimed star of the Holocaster, which I'm pretty sure is just like the 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 smartphone mm. of that generation. Um, in addition to this, she is a member of Team Flair and expresses animosity towards the player for the team's defeat. Although her, her rank in Team Flair is unknown, she never battled the player as a member of Team Flair. Uh, she does no classified information. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm looking on Masters. Siebold and Wickstrom are part of base game, and Diantha was added later. Um, but I don't see any signs of Melva or um, the Dragon Lady. That's weird, because Malva's hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- you'd think they yeah. would add her. Yeah, I mean, they've added, like, uh, what's her name? Lucy from the Battle Frontier of Gen 3. And she's, like, the hot snake lady. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the one we talked about, like, when I was doing Gen 2? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like she she wears a Survivor themed outfit. Oh yeah, and yeah, like because I, I never really played Battle Frontier stuff. Like the Battle Frontier people, I don't know as well, but they still, I guess, are well known enough that they get incorporated into Masters. I mean, they've done Ingo and Emmett twice. Like, I don't know what's with the popularity on those guys. Like they got to pop up in Legends Arceus and also twice in Masters. Yeah. All right. Let's rank. Let's rank the top ten uh, most bangable Pokemon characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you already know my number one. Uh, Agatha. Mm, close. You got the type. Um. Uh. Chantal. Hmm. Well, closer, I guess. Um. Acerola. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know some of my favorite characters are too young, but I like to. I hope they're not that young. <laughs> I'll just tell you it's Morty. <laughs> Fuck off, Jake. I mean, Mort. Mor- I mean, like the male characters. Morty's not bad. I don't know. I like his big headband and scarf. He's he's like a he's like a hippie like looking guy. Yeah, he's he's a ghost hippie. <laughs> he's, he's a goth hippie. <laughs> he's <laughs> a goth hippie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, we all gotta die sometime. What kind of music does a goth hippie listen to? Ah, uh, I guess. Hmm. Like the the only Jimi Hendrix song he likes is "Purple Haze." Mm. Just I don't know, like really slowed down electronic music. <laughs> that's that's terrible. 
Wait. Wait, look at this. And another character. No, it's an image of Morty from the uh from the anime. <laughs> he doesn't even look like a hippie. He looks like a jock from an eighties movie. <laughs> yeah, no, his eyes are too serious in that. Which I mean, he he has to be like semi serious, right? He's a gym leader. Like he he has to mm. put effort in. Uh, so it's weird. Well, yeah, and he's a Gen Two gym leader, so that was before they were all just walking off and not running their gyms until you go and drag them back to their gyms so they can do their job. Well, actually, um, <laughs> in Crystal, I mean, I guess there was that's exactly there was what the happens. one who had to go attend to the you know cow in the lighthouse, but oh yeah. Let's see how many. But that's that's different from uh, like what's her face the the ghost gym leader from four who just didn't want to run her gym and she was too busy doing contests. Oh yeah, the or the guy who was having an existential crisis at the end, the <laughs> Volkner guy. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's go through all the gym leaders and see which ones didn't want to fight. Um, Giovanni. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was busy being a crime boss. Yep. Um, Morty and Crystal, because you you have to go to the Burn Tower to get him the fight. Um, okay. Jasmine. Uh, well, Claire yep. doesn't. Claire fights you. She just doesn't want to give you the badge. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see, in Gen three. I think they're all just mostly in their places. Yeah. Yeah, Gen, Gen 3, nobody is slacking off. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like there might have been like the Sutopolis gym, I think, is closed when you first get there because the world's collapsing. But yeah, I'll give them a pass. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> uh, the world is ending right out their front door, so... Yeah, no, like Wallace and or... Gromit. Uh, what's his face? Gromit. Other guy. Mm. It's Juan. No, not that It's Juan. Yeah. I'd... Yeah, yeah. The guy, I think he's the only Gen three, like gym leader or Elite four who hasn't been put into Pokemon Masters yet. Huh? Like all the others are in there. They even have Brawly. Yep. Yeah, I think Brawly was part of the, the original. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. He was like one of the three stars, but I think the last one they added, aside from Juan and maybe some Battle Frontier people who I don't know, uh, was Sydney. Um, they added him finally as one of the five star uh, characters you can get. That's that's the like punk dark trainer, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, because I think. Uh, well, <clears throat> actually, I'll double check since I still got the decks open. But I know of the elite four, he was the last. Like Glacia was one of the early five star editions, and then Sydney was within the last year or two. They finally put him in. Yeah. Um, let's see. Was there anybody else in this? That's. I guess May is one of the newer ones because they've also been adding all like the player characters, usually with multiple outfits in Pokemon. Um. Huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing. Okay, Sydney is a fairly recent one because the last few that they've added are Faulkner, Sydney. A uh, different version of Hop, uh, Alistair, guy whose name I don't remember. Uh, uh, what type is he? Two versions. Uh, he's a flying type. He's got glasses and he looks like a butler. 
I could click on him to find out his name, but no. We'll see what, if you can guess what Pokemon it. does he have? Uh, it looks like a Star Raptor. I do not know. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm clicking on him. Uh, Darak. Huh, I Darach. I I um, have no knowledge. Uh, Darak is an adept castle valet with extraordinary insight. The secret to his strength is his ability to make decisions on the fly, haha, <laughs> which allows him to adapt to any situation. Oh, he's he's in the battle frontier, so that's why. Yeah, this is Castle Valet, whatever that is. Um, okay, so they added that guy, and then two versions of Sonya, the professor from Gen 8, and then another version of... I don't remember his official name, the guy from um diamond pearl so that they could have a trainer it's another version of him that's got dialga um and then bugsy finally got added and then bertha and wasn't, wasn't, a psychic person with a giraffe rig wasn't bugsy and, uh, at, all the way at the start he was gen 2 <clears throat> yeah yeah, it took them a really long time to add Bugsy and Faulkner. Yeah, I thought Bugsy... Those ones are more recent than... I thought Bugsy you know, was the... in the, the main game, though. Am I misremembering that? He's not in Gen 1. No, I mean of uh, Pokemon Masters. Uh... Like, what, wasn't he all the way at the beginning? I thought. Oh. I thought he was. Okay, actually, yeah, Bugsy... No, this is Aaron. I looked at him, he's like, oh, it's a bug guy. It must be bugs. <laughs> okay. No, no, he's some guy named Aaron, and he's got a Vespa Queen. I don't know. Yeah, Bugsy's probably in the original. Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, Bugsy is. Bugsy's in the original, plus they added a second version that has a Scyther. Huh. But Faulkner is a uh, more recent addition. Uh, okay, so Aaron, Bertha, and Lucian, I guess is the name of this psychic guy. Oh yeah, that's the guy and, from Gen 4, I think. Okay. And then the latest new addition, not counting alternate costumes, because they've done a bunch of those, is Bead. Oh. Uh, the snotty brat yeah. from Gen 8. Anal Bead. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the most recent new character that's not an alternate costume. Because they automatically group alternate costumes next to previous versions of them in the decks listing. Yeah. Um. Which actually, I guess, means this is the first version of Lucas, the Dialga one. Because there's no other versions grouped with him. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so it took him a long ass time to add Lucas. How many versions of but Dawn anyway, so is there? Uh, let me check. And also, before I forget, yeah, you were talking about how Morty looks different in the anime, and that reminded me they added Pokemon Puzzle League to the N sixty four listings for Switch. So I've played some of that, and it's fine. It's an easy puzzle game, but um, the story mode of it uses like the character designs from the anime as you're getting the badges and i forgot how different all those trainers looked it's like blaine doesn't have glasses and has 
like more hair. He's not a lot of hair, but like, he just—he huh. he looks nothing like the you know Doctor Robotnik looking uh, right. <laughs> Blaine from the games. Uh, okay, Dawn has three versions. There's original Dawn with Turtwig. There is. Dawn from Palantines 2021, which was the Valentines for Pasio, which is the name of the region in the Master's game. Um, so it's her, her Valentine's Day maid outfit with Al Creamy, the cake. Oh, oh yeah, the, the little cream. But yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, so they, they did the Valentine's one, and then her third version is Cigna Suit Dawn, which is their name for any, like, weird suits they come up with that they don't have, like, a good name for, and it's not a seasonal thing, it's just, it's a Cigna Suit. So she's got this alternate kind of, kind of a Three Musketeers look. Yeah, it's weird. I'm um, looking at it right now. Yeah, and Cresselia, because, you know, they were doing... They did her with Cresselia, and they did Cyrus with Darkrai, and they did Cynthia with Giratina. So who gets Palkia? Um, well, let me see if anybody's gotten Palkia yet. <laughs> oh, original Cyrus. Oh. Original Cyrus had Palkia. So it was Cyrus and Lucas had Palkia and Dialga. And then second Cyrus got Darkrai, and Cynthia got Giratina, and Dawn got Cresselia, and I don't think anybody's gotten Arceus, Arceus yet, and I don't know if anyone ever will. Um, no, I, I think uh, if if Arceus is put in the game, um, it will be the trainer, and the, the mm. Pokemon will be a human. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then N has gotten both Zekrom and Reshiram. Um, Fair. I think Getsus got Kyurum. Lame. He shouldn't get one. Mm. Unless he gets it in Black and I White I think he too. gets it in Black... I don't remember. Like Black, White 2, Kyurum plays a much bigger role, because I remember that's that's the one where you get the thing that lets you fuse Kyurum with either Zekrom or Reshiram. And also the plot all I remember is that like Team Plasma has an airship, which they've hooked up to Kyurum so they can shoot ice cannons and f like they freeze over a city at one point. That sucks. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird, but that that was I mean Gen Five is all yeah. weird anime action tropes. Yeah, I'll find out very soon. Uh, let's see, Leon from Gen uh, Eight. His original version has a Charizard, which makes sense. But then he's got a Signet suit where he gets Eternatus, and then he's got another alternate costume where he gets, um... Fuck, what's the name of that rabbit? Uh, Calyrex. So he gets two of, like, the big legendaries from Gen 8. I don't even remember the second legendary you're talking about. It It's from the final DLC. Oh, uh, I... I, I didn't get around to that. <laughs> yeah, the the one where you go up to the icy plains area where there's a bunch of legendaries running around. The main new one is this 
little rabbit thing that can psychically control people and speak through them. And um, it wants your help to find its lost horse, which is another Pokemon that can either be, I think it's like Glastrier or Spectrier. There's like the ice horse and the shadow horse. And you give him a special rein that he can use to ride the horse. And then they fuse together into one Pokemon. Except you can also separate them by just having him get off the horse. Pokemon gets weird. Yeah, it's like, like they want to do things where you can like combine Pokemon, but that's not mechanically how Pokemon is designed. So they have to come up with weird ways for that to happen and then unhappen so you can get your original versions back. Yeah. I hope whoever's listening is interested in Pokemon. Hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, as we've said many times, this podcast is a sleep aid, so it's hopefully working. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Sylveon because it's cute and it can give you hugs. Hmm. Don't. Yep. And don't think about how the... the ribbons are actually like made of skin. Don't think about it. Mm. <laughs> it looks like uh, Valerie from Gen 6, maybe, has a Sylveon in Masters. It's a newer four-star that they've added. I'm looking up who Valerie is. She's the one uh, oh, with she's the, weird the weird cape yeah. that looks like butterfly wings, and I assume contact lenses to make her eyes look fully black. Yeah, I don't like her. <laughs> she makes me uncomfortable. She needs Sylveon to offset her creepiness. Yeah. Uh, and then Professor Oak has a Mew. Because he's just that good. Yeah. Professor Oak deserves a Mew. You know what? If, if, if there's one person who, who should have Arceus, it would be Professor Oak. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't put as many Pokemon professors in here. It's like there's Oak and there's Sonia. I don't know if any of the others are in here. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's. Okay, what's his name? The Gen 6 guy. He's got Xerneas. Oh, uh, lame. Why not the. Yeah. Why not the Rift guy from Sun and Moon? Um, whose name I forget. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in here. Oh, okay. I think there's two ver- There's a regular version, and it, there's his masked royal version. Nice. Where he's pretending to be a luchador. I like it. Um, I'm never gonna play that game again, but, <laughs> but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I mean, it's a waste of time and money, but I, I get to wave hi to Phoebe every morning and, you know, get some gems and use them to buy things that I will never use because I just keep using the same team of Phoebe Drake and Giovanni. <laughs> what? Uh, does Giovanni have Mewtwo? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that's why he's in there, because it's Mewtwo, and because a six-star EX Mewtwo is crazy. It's like, it's, you know, sync move, once you charge it up, he hits all three opponent Pokemon at once, and then gets him another you know attack that is like stronger but usually you know i mean it, unless it's like a really high level battle it's just i you know do all the support moves while mewtwo just 
does some attacks to soften up the middle Pokemon, and then I get the sync move charged, and I hit the button, and he just drops a big psychic ball on everything, and they all die. I like the part where they all die. That mm. was interesting. And then Phoebe says, the power of friendship <laughs> conquers all. <laughs> and we get our rewards. <laughs> So, so you have a ghost type, a psychic type, and uh, a dragon type. That's not fair. Yeah. Yep. And my you know, Mewtwo knows psychic and shadow ball, so it can do ghost and psychic moves. Nice. And my dragon type, you know, in Salamence, he doesn't have a lot of strong attacks. He's more defensive, and I've set it so that like, you can set which of your Pokemon will be targeted first by the opponents. So I've set them to all attack uh, Drake first. Yeah, fuck Drake. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, because he started the game as a four-star, even though I've leveled him up to a five-star, I don't think he's ever going to get the six-star treatment that they've been... Like, they have to roll it out over time like for five-star characters to get a six-star option. And... I don't think any of the ones that started at three or four star are ever going to be given that. So, even the you know Phoebe and Giovanni are both full six star EX. I don't think Drake will ever be allowed to have that. That's fine. Drake is just happy to be there with his sh- yeah. shirtless old man strength. Yeah, yeah. I wish Bruno was better because my original team was the all shirtless team with <laughs> Drake and Phoebe and Bruno, but Machamp just kept missing, and then I got Mewtwo, and Mewtwo is really good. I think Bruno sucks in every single game, mm. so that that tracks. Yeah. Also, i i remember I remember the hottest Pokemon character. Okay, it's Olivia. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even think it's particularly close. Hmm. I mean, I Karen. I think was. I know that was the one you used when you played Masters. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because she's different in uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver. They redid her whole design. Because she was um, really plain in uh, in Gen two, because uh, yeah, the sprites uh, <laughs> were mm. were not that great yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They redid a lot of outfits. I think Sabrina had like a pretty big overhaul. I don't know if that was Gen one to Gen two or Gen two to Gen four when they changed her from the like very formal look to. Just like a tank top and skinny jeans. Sabrina. Yeah, the the psychic. Yeah, um, I, like I, I know who you're classic. talking. I I just don't remember. Yeah, the she's got redesign. like two major outfits. There's like the original outfit, and then there's the I I guess current outfit. It seems like she wears that one a lot more. Yeah, like I know her. Oh, I see. Uh, heart gold and soul silver. Uh, I, I think it's the one you're talking about. Where, oh yeah, it's just... Uh, I didn't know if Gold and Silver was where they debuted that new outfit, or if it was Heart and Gold Soul Silver. No, I, I think she still has like the, the weird dominatrix um, 
outfit with the whip. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the heart gold, so silver sprite, and yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a, like the the white pants, uh, mm. like yeah, skinny jeans basically, and the yeah yeah it's like street clothes yeah yeah they turned her from weird to hot so yeah there's yeah. that too but yeah karen's in the top 10 so mm. um whoever's talking every everyone i've named so far um like the three people <laughs> are in, they're in the top mm. 10 there you go and then of course there's professor sada Who? and there's nessa Oh yeah. Um Agatha. <laughs> mm. I mean Gardenia is pretty cute. Oh, is that the one with like the 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 what is it, like a shawl? It, yeah. Yeah. I mean she's another midriff one and that's my thing, so yeah. you know, I've got a chart in my brain of those ones. Um she is a redhead, but not... I don't know. She doesn't do it mm. for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she's got kind of the hippie look, too. Yeah. Like the nature hippie. Are there any hot redheads in Pokemon? Not that I could think of. Uh, do you have a thing for Sonya, the young up-and-coming professor from Gen 8? Uh, yeah, she, she's a redhead. She's, she's alright, yeah. I mean, she's cute. She's not hot. I wouldn't say. Uh, it's Misty. Oh yeah. The classic original. I don't know. I I I saw the anime when I was a kid, so she was just kind of annoying and also like twelve. <laughs> so, mm. so so yeah. Well, I mean, she was twelve in the nineties. She'd be <laughs> like thirty, forty, some. I guess 30 something now. Yeah, she'd be like slightly older than me. So, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Um, should we do more Pokemon or should I see if any of my other topics are worth saying anything about? See, like, that's cute as hell. Hmm. Not, uh, yeah. Not, not hot, but that's cute style. as hell. Mm. Is, that, is that a Mega Evolution stone? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the art style definitely looks like it's from a newer series. Yeah, it's from Sun and Moon, I think. Hmm. Although our listeners can't see that you posted a picture of Misty from, uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be at least Sun and Moon, yeah. if not one of the, those, like, side other anime things that they did. Yeah. Hey, Jade. Hmm. Fuck the listeners. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> What about you, Gene? Uh, I mean... The main confirmed listener that we have. <laughs> I know there's others that still listen to, but... Uh, like... Eugene's the one who reacts to the Discord posts, which is the only place that I post this anymore since I dropped off Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Eugene, but uh, if Eugene complains about not being able to see the cute... Uh, image of Misty that I just sent you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I guess you can just Google Misty and find all the images. Yeah. It's on Bulbapedia. Go go to Bulbapedia. Look up Misty mm. from the anime. 
and scroll down until you see sun and moon and there's a really there's a really cute picture of misty you'll you'll know which one it is yeah uh i think morty's kind of yeah i mean he looks very chill which is nice um i don't i don't want to talk about this anymore (laughs) okay uh we talk about the bob's burgers movie now streaming on hbo max sure and also on dvd because the dvd came out too why is it on hbo Um, max i assume because 20th century fox had made a deal to put it on hbo max before disney bought them yeah, that's weird. I don't know how long it's been stuck in. De- I mean, I I don't know if it got delayed. It, you know, I I want to say it was like in development after the pandemic started. So I don't think it's one that's gotten pushed back, like so many other things have. But maybe it was. I don't know. Because yeah, otherwise it's <clears throat> it's a 20th Century Fox and it should be on Disney Plus. But it's I I don't know. I just opened up HBO Max one day and it was there. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, I'll watch that. Um, yeah, it was I, good. I, I never I mean, even it's like a long episode of the show. I never even heard that they were making a movie. So yeah, yeah, it didn't really get promoted that much, but yeah, they they made a movie. It went to theaters for a little bit, and then it went to HBO Max, and it's also on disc now. It's yeah, it's it's. Like, I don't know, is it an hour and a half? Two hours? Um, I actually ended up buying the DVD. Let me see. 102 minutes. Okay, so that's a little over an hour and a half. Um, yeah, it's... Um, so the plot is that uh, it opens with a murder uh, <laughs> in silhouette. So th- there is a person being murdered down at the carnival thing that they have at the docks um which happened i I think it was like four years ago like it says like four years ago and you see like in silhouette a person murdering a person um it was eugene and then mm, like not 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 the the eugene from the show like eugene the cat oh I mean, they, they they do say who the murderer is by the end of the movie, so I can confirm that it's not. But oh. um, wow, yeah, it's kind of a major plot point. I, I offer um, I, <laughs> I offer no apologies. Okay, yeah. So, cut to the present day, and Bob and the family are making burgers and stuff like usual, um, but they're. Rent is coming up, and also they've got, I guess, the like all the equipment that they have is like rented out from uh, or leased or something from a another person who also wants them to pay, and they don't have the money to pay. So they're trying to get an extension on that, and the guy gives them a week to get the money to pay for the month. Um, and they also have to like talk to the landlord and try to get an extension there. And then, while all that's happening, suddenly a sinkhole opens up in front of the restaurant, so now people can't even get in the front door, because there's just a big hole in the middle of the street. Um, So they're waiting for the city to do something about the big hole. And then, kind of on a dare, 
um, Louise, I think, yeah. the, the girl with the pink rabbit ears. Yep. She ends up climbing down into the hole and finding the skeleton of the guy who got murdered years ago. Um, and that kind of sets off this mystery. You know, like the police get involved and they somehow track it to the landlord is the guy who murdered him, except it turns out it isn't. He's been framed. Um, and the, the yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can spoil it. Well, nah. I don't know. I'm, I'm debating whether to spoil the mystery or not. It's not like it's that intriguing of a mystery. It's but. it's Bob Berger, Bob's Burgers. It's fine if you spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't because like a lot of the movie is like following the kids. Um, you know, like the Bob and I can't remember the mom's name right now. You know, like that they they do stuff too. Like they're they're mostly focused on trying to get money to keep the restaurant in business. But the kids are, you know, it's like school's wrapping up and summer vacation's starting and they've got their hopes and dreams for things. And also there's this murder mystery going on and um, turns out the assistant to the landlord had been framing him to try to get the business because he's like related but not related enough to have inherited all the wealth. So, uh, yeah, he's just trying to frame his siblings i think i don't remember what the relation was exactly um but yeah i don't know it was a fun movie um yeah it i i don't know like the how... kind of movie where they have enough stakes to make it a movie but not enough stakes that it's like you know overdone yeah because bob's burgers is like the most grounded like a adult animated show so like going super over the top is not like it's not within the scope of the show yeah um yeah the extreme existential threat they face is that the rent is due this month and they gotta get the money yeah <laughs> so it, it literally is just an extended episode then huh yeah. Like a three-part episode, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like 90 minutes worth of episode. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. And, you know, because it's a movie, slightly higher animation budget, they can do things like have a big roller coaster chase through the theme park, and, um, you know, they, like, ride, like, uh, those bumper buggy things through... Like, under the docks where all the carousel horses are stored and stuff. I'm, I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> I, I mm. can't. Like, with the... Just the way that, uh... I don't know, just the way the show is. Like, I, I can't mm. picture, like, big... Like, th there's... There's chaos occasionally in the show, right? But, like, not... Yeah. Not, like, actual action that ever happens that i can remember yeah no i mean the, there is you know action in the, yeah they they are like they have to ride a roller coaster to try to stop a fuse that is set to burn down the entire amusement park as part of the cover-up for the murderer who is now trying to murder the landlord um 
and you know make off with all the money well they they should let him murder the landlord well they i think they're worried that if the landlord dies the the loan or something will default and they won't be able to pay they should make a deal it, it won't erase the if the landlord dies it doesn't erase their debt if anything it makes their debt more immediate they should make a deal with the the murderer <laughs> So that mm. after after he kills the landlord, uh. <laughs> mm. yeah, let's get into the morally gray areas. <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Well, I mean they 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 live next door to a um, what is it a morgue? A morgue maybe, or like a funeral I don't know. Parlor? I know they maybe. I mean, like they have a running gag thing of there is a. The building to the right of theirs, if you're facing from the front, the sign on it keeps changing to different things. Yeah. <clears throat> which I think is just something from the show. And I, it's I, just always a new I think the other set up there. The other side is like a funeral parlor. Okay. Um, and because the guy's name is Mort. Um, hmm. And I, I think in, in one episode or maybe many episodes, there's a rumor that like, they get the meat from the, the morgue, hmm. <laughs> but I, don't, I haven't watched Bob's Burgers in forever. Shit. Um, yeah, watching it also made me realize that the way they animate people in this show, it, they basically look like Muppets. Yeah, and that's the thing that I <laughs> yeah. never really noticed that, like they have you know like the bugged out eyes that don't really change. And the mouths just just kind of flap open and closed. Yeah, like they definitely have like a muppety sock puppet look to their movements. Yeah, and until they like scream or something, and then the face gets all weird. Yeah, I like it. It's it's cheap, but also um, charming. Like mm. at, at least in the show. Like I'm, yeah. I'm sure the movie like looks technically better in every way, but yeah, I mean it's still you know same same artistic style. I don't think it's as big of a difference as like you know when the Simpsons got their movie budget and then you know the show afterward always had that more polished look to it. Yeah, and it was never good again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the style went up and the writing went down. I was for a while trying to watch through like all of Simpsons on Disney Plus, but then I got into like the late 2000s episodes and it just gets so topical that it just feels shitty. Yeah. Like I mean, I, like there was always, you know, a, a level of you know, current topicalness to it. Even like the '90s episodes, a lot of them are just them shitting on Clinton. But um, <laughs> you know, when it gets to like the late 2000s, when it just feels like this has not aged well. Yeah, but Clinton could play the sax. Mm. I got taught that by the Animaniacs. Yeah, but now like a lot, especially like '90s Simpsons, a lot of the stuff with Mayor Quimby is just like Clinton sucks jokes. Yeah. They mentioned Bob Dole in one episode, so that was interesting. (laughs) 
I hope uh, I hope all our see. listeners are are into Pokemon and nineties American history. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Okay, so other things that I did. Um, okay, so there was DLC for Cuphead, and after listening a few times to the episode of the Besties where they talked about it, I thought, oh, I guess I'll give it a try. It's still hard, but I got through it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know. There's there's some neat new boss battles. That this I think like six new boss battles plus a thing where you can go to this like castle in the sky, where the castle is animated in claymation and it like moves huh. around, you know, as you defeat. Um, the it, it's like all chess themed. So first you have to fight a pawn and then a knight and then a rook and then a queen. And the fights with them, you can't shoot. You win by doing um, the parry move against the glowing pink things that you can parry. Yeah. So you have to just like, dodge around and parry things to defeat them. That That's... I, I mean... I don't know. I've never actually played Cuphead. I've seen it played, though, so I know what you're talking about. Hmm. That seems like a weird way to have to win a fight, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like a lot of dodging, mostly. Which is how most of the game is. Like, they added... There was a weapon in the original game that was uh, homing. So you just hold down the button, and it didn't do as much damage, so you, you know, it would take longer. But you could just fire it, and eventually it would, you know, hit the enemy. Um, they added a new one called the crack shot, which shoots out in a straight line and then immediately bends to, um, hit the nearest enemy target that you can hit. So basically you just hold down the button and focus on dodging. Um, and then you can also get a new, like, bonus thing that lets you play as Miss Chalice instead of Cuphead or Mugman. And she gets to do a double jump and I don't remember. She's got she's got like some extra move things that make it a little easier to play. Not like amazingly easier, but slightly. So, so I'm, yeah, so it was it was fine. I'm guessing the animation is still top notch and everything. Yeah, yeah, still lots of Fleischer style, fun, crazy, wacky things. Yeah, I I I guess I should play it. I just I don't know. I've I've gotten kind of burnt out on playing like really hard stuff. Because mm. like at. At the beginning of the year, I did Elden Ring, and I I did the Dozlocks, which um, take a lot of focus so you don't lose everything <laughs> in, in, like, some random fight. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the, I guess the nice thing with Cuphead is it's a little more digestible. There's, like, no really bad consequences for losing, or really, I don't think there's any consequences. I mean, it's like you lose and you can just do it again. You know, you're not going to lose any progress or items from losing. And fights... If you win the fight, it probably takes two minutes. So, you know, you'll be repeating fights a lot because you keep losing and having to try again and learn the patterns and learn how to dodge and 
yeah. where to shoot and when to shoot and stuff. But the, the actual fight itself takes like less than two minutes. So it's it doesn't feel like as much time and there's you know none of the you know risk loss of like a FromSoft game. Yeah, like even well, I was gonna say even in Dark Souls, like you don't really lose anything other than time. But, yeah. But like you can you can actually use like consumable items. You don't have to, but you can. On like yeah. failed attempts, I guess. Yeah, uh, Cuphead is like no risk. It's just you keep repeating the same fight over and over until you learn how to do it right. Yeah. And uh, you know get lucky hopefully don't get you know caught up in a attack that's hard like the hardest fight i found in dlc is that they do one where and they did this a few times in the base game too where you have to fly around in an airplane instead of using your regular attacks and that one was a pain in the ass yeah i i saw the ones in the original game with like the there's like a dragon and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think the dragon and the mermaid, and there might have been a third one that used the airplane. Is there like a moon uh, or something? Probably. They they do all kind. Of, I mean, even in a fight, it, you know, the face changes and things. The, the the airplane fight in this one starts off. You're fighting a cow who is inside of a saloon and she's shooting like pistols at you because she's like a cowgirl cow um <laughs> and then so after you shoot that enough times she breaks out of the saloon and has a big vacuum that she's using to suck up like bags of gold and gems and stuff and so you're dodging all those little golden gems as they're flying around and then after you blow that up, the uh, vacuum turns into like a pressure cooker and cooks her and she comes out as a bunch of like link sausage that is shooting like steaks at you that boomerang around. And then after you destroy that one, she turns into a can of spam that has these two long sausage link like ropes that keep crisscrossing back and forth across the screen and you have to like dodge in between the um the links of sausage so yeah the, the fights go places yeah it sounds like it i i always think it's funny when like oh it's a cow character so it throws steak at you <laughs> be like yeah like oh it's a human character so it throws uh disembodied legs at you <laughs> yeah that yeah probably would be how that would go uh, also, I I looked it up because I was curious. Um, the Bob's Burger movie was announced in October fourth, twenty seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah, the original date. I mean, I knew it had been a while, but I don't know when the development started after they announced it because it felt like it was in development hell for a while. Yeah, it said the original release date was July seventeenth, twenty twenty. Okay. So yeah, so it probably was you know before Disney bought them, they had you know already told HBO Max they could have the streaming 
for yeah for funding time. funding money yeah. i guess yeah because like who's who's gonna take the risk on on a bob's burgers movie mm. <laughs> if, if not um a streaming service desperate for content yeah and i mean like yeah 20th century fox didn't have their own streaming service so they're kind of like sony where they can just farm it out to whichever one is willing to pay yeah i mean they yeah like sony what they they sold some movies to netflix and obviously they have they're they're selling the spider-man movies to disney or well, mm. maybe not selling. Well, like, they, they're, like they're co-producing them, so yeah, they've had like the Spider-Man movies. They've licensed out to like a bunch. It seems like they just have like temporary contracts. Yeah, so they'll have them on Netflix for a while, or they'll have them on Hulu for a while, or or whatever. Did, wasn't there a big deal where they were adding a lot of them to Disney Plus though? I'd heard that, and I haven't seen it happen yet, so I don't know what's going on. Okay, so maybe maybe there's not actually a deal in place, and it was just something I read like two weeks ago. Yeah, well, I mean... Or months ago. That was announced, yeah, months ago, and I don't know if anything happened. There's just so much superhero shit around these days. I cannot tell the difference between months and weeks anymore, so... uh, Mm. Nothing nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. I started this Pokemon thing five years ago. Mm. Well, at least that one we have hard evidence of when you started it. Yeah. From the Discord timestamps and from this podcast. I think it was January 3rd. Mm. I, I think I finished the first Pokemon game in like a week and a half. <laughs> Probably. And the, the second one in like two or three weeks. And the third one in like three months. <laughs> yep. And took a long vacation on that third one. Yeah. My my brain was bad. Mm. And now I'm getting bad brain again, but that's just because it's like 120 it's degrees. Yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying playing Pokemon. Um mm. But also, kind of have to be in the mood to to grind that shit out, right? So, because mm. uh, Pokemon is not always interesting. <laughs> a lot of yeah. the times, it's just oh, that Pokemon is blue. I'll use the green one against it. Um. So yeah. Yeah, and then you have to document the whole thing. Yeah, that's actually the time-consuming part. Um, like, if I was just playing the Pokemon games, I think I'd be done by now. Yeah. Um, but, like, taking taking the screenshots and deciding what um, unfunny garbage I want to <laughs> put next to it is... Uh, you have to run it by your joke team and yeah. get them go through the writer's room. I have to get uh, approval. Write some jokes, yeah. Um... We have to focus test all the jokes to make sure they'll play right. Yeah, let me tell you, the sensors are terrible. Like mm. they they wouldn't even they wouldn't even let me show Jinx um, uncensored. Um, mm. How dare they! It was a whole thing. Mm. 
Oh, and Mill Tank, you don't have, want to know the paperwork I had to go through to show that. Mm. Yeah, all those nipples. Yeah, it was utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I well, made... they're not listening anyway. We've we've established that. Yeah, well, sorry, Eugene. <laughs> I, I take um, back what I said earlier. Um, you're nice. <laughs> so but, but also, also, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Mm. So I also was in the mood to play Mario Kart, but I don't want to pay 60 bucks for a Mario Kart game that I could just play if I just plug my Wii U back in, because it's not even a new game, it's just the same old shit. Um, so instead I decided on a whim to buy Nickelodeon Kart Racers, which is a knockoff version of Mario Kart. That is, it, It's fine. It doesn't have as many modes, but even then, Mario Kart never had a lot of modes either. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, if anything, it feels like, compared to the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game, like, this one doesn't have that many characters. There's only, like, 12 or maybe 16. Um, and five of them, or not four, four of them, I think are the Ninja Turtles. Because all four of the Ninja Turtles are options. And then there's Spongebob, Patrick, Sandy, Tommy Pickles, and Angelica. And then... I think... Hey Arnold? Uh... Yeah. There's, There's not that many. Like, And most of the tracks in the game are based on either Spongebob, Ninja Turtles, Rugrats... Um, I think that, yeah, uh, I guess the, there must be a Hey Arnold track if they have Hey Arnold characters, but, mm. um, and then they have, like, their own unique mechanic of, there's, like, green slime, like, Nickelodeon slime that shows up on the track sometimes, and you can absorb it as you drive over it, and then it becomes, like, a boost, that you, you can hit the boost button to use your slime to speed up temporarily and you know it's a mario kart knockoff so there's like items that you can pick up and throw at people or use to defend yourself if anything i think the biggest downside of the game compared to like a mario kart game is like the music is completely unmemorable yeah i don't know if there even is music to it which is one of the things mario kart does pretty well is having memorable soundtracks yeah, they couldn't even do like a remix version of uh, like cartoon themes or something. Yeah, no, I mean it's just it's all really generic stuff. It'd be funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe th- it, there might be like some licensing issue that prevents them from using it. Yeah, I was about to say it'd be funny if they don't even have the rights to use their own theme songs. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, it, it took them a long time to add just regular voice acting to the Smash Brothers game. And when they did, it, you know, I went back and played it again, and it was a huge improvement. It feels more like what I'd want out of a Smash Brothers game instead of just these, like, silent Nickelodeon characters yeah. slapping each other around. Yeah, like, I... that They're gonna get blown out the water 
when the the WB one releases, I think. Mm. Um, well, I mean, I think they've already been blown out of the water by their game releasing and not being that good. <laughs> fair. Uh, they 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 did pay for a Game Grumps video though, so I have seen some of it, and mm. yeah, uh, <laughs> it did. Yeah, it, it's a very fine. You know, now that it's got the voice acting, it's fine smash brothers clone i mean i don't know the nickelodeon games like the newer ones feel like they're passable enough that you know they're worth the 20 bucks you spend on them but they're really only worth your time if you just you have like bored kids who want to play mario kart or smash brothers and you don't want to pay the 60 dollar blood money to nintendo to get the full game so you yeah. just get this cheap version that's good enough. Which in some ways is kind of nice. Like, I miss those cheapo games from, like, the SNES era that were good enough to right. play them. And... Yeah, the only thing is back then you probably still paid full price for them. But... Oh, I mean, I usually find them in, like, discount bins. Yeah, that, that's or true. Or used the like used games used to be more of a thing than they are now that everybody's yeah. just buying digital so there are no used games yeah once a lot what's the last physical game i bought that wasn't on switch just because i didn't feel like buying a new card um mm. i definitely bought ace combat physical that might be a three three and a half years ago <laughs> mm. Did you get any of the Spider-Man PlayStation uh, games physical? No. Um, even though I probably should have. That's like a fucking 70-something gigabyte download if I want to play it again. Um, mm. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how it works with PlayStation. I know Xbox One, even if you buy the disc, you still have to download and install the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's some downloading if you use the disc, but I don't know if it's like the full thing. Mm. Um, it seems like Switch, because it uses cartridges, is the only one where you can save download space by buying the physical version. Yeah, that that's the only reason I buy physical Switch games, is because I don't feel like getting a whole nother card. Mm. I, I, I did buy one card but it's not it's not huge so it can only hold like maybe like two decent sized games so yeah no you can stretch it a lot farther if it's just save files yeah but i did download like smaller things like uh like the the turtles game mm. um which i don't even remember how big that was Oh yeah, that reminds me. The um, classic collection finally has a release date, uh, August thirtieth. Oh, that's that's honestly sooner yeah. than I thought. I thought it would be like November or some shit. Yep, yep. With online multiplayer for the ones that had multiplayer of all the NES and Super NES Ninja Turtle games. Yeah, we're we're gonna beat Turtles in time. Mm. It's gonna be fun. Yep. 
which since the last time we talked I've seen a full playthrough of. Well, first I tried playing it again, and I got up to the caveman world before I ran out of lives, and then I watched a playthrough of the entire thing. Which I think actually, they played through the entire thing, and then you get to the ending and Splinter says, now try hard mode to get the real ending. And then they played through the entire thing again. <laughs> and after you beat the hard mode, then Splinter's like, and now you're real heroes. He has like one different line of dialogue. Like almost nothing changes when you beat it on hard mode. I, I think when you beat it on hard, there's the, um, there's the scene with the, where they're like on the blimp at the end. Okay. And it, it plays the, uh, I, I skipped ahead so maybe i missed that yeah like i i think if you beat it on easy or normal like it, it kind of just ends but if you beat it on hard there's like an actual like game over screen with the like the four turtles on the blimp like riding back with the statue of liberty hmm. um and they play one of the i think it's one of the the songs from like that weird album <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, like the 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 way oh, when they were doing like the live tour yeah people in like, costume do, 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 do. it sounds like ghostbusters mm. <laughs> all right time to look it up <laughs> mm. uh, let me see what else i did in the meantime um i started playing baldur's gate 2 again because uh did i talk last time about the John Arenicus deck that I built for Magic. Um, I don't I feel like I did. I don't. I th maybe. Actually, maybe not. No, because I think I first played it last week, so I must have built it since then. Um, yeah, I don't okay. remember it. Okay, well, so John Arenicus is the main villain of Baldur's Gate Two, which is a game I started playing a few years ago, and then I got bored and stopped. So I'm starting to play it again, even though I don't remember everything that happened the first time. And I don't know if there's anything really to say about that, but um, John Arenicus the Magic Card is a... He's like an, he's an elf wizard, although he looks more like a zombie man. I mean, he, he's... I don't know. He, wear, he wears this like weird S&M outfit, and his whole deal is he like captures people and experiments on them, and he's, you know does stuff. I don't know. But the card... Yeah, it's okay so his ability says at the beginning of your end step you can give an opponent control of one of your creatures and you tap the creature put two one one counters on it and it gets the text that says it can't be sacrificed and it's goaded for the rest of the game uh goaded means that it must attack if able and must attack an a person other than its owner or yeah, I guess owner, uh, if able, um, or the the the, it, the person who goaded it, rather. Um, and then second line of text says that whenever a creature that I own but is controlled by someone else attacks, I get to draw a card. So the deck is. I have a lot of creatures that are like cheap and say this creature can't be blocked. So I can give those away to other people, and then. When they attack, I draw cards, and when they attack, they won't be blocked and killed because they can't be blocked, because that's what it says. Um, but then there's also some fun, nasty cards uh, in there. Let me see, I've actually got the deck right here. Um, 
some fun, shitty things I can give to people. Because why not with this kind of deck? Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. I've got Rotting Regisaur. is a zombie dinosaur that says at the beginning of your upkeep, discard a card. So, give someone a big dinosaur and make them have to discard something every turn. Um, Demonic Taskmaster. Beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature other than Demonic Taskmaster. So, it'll slowly kill the other creatures, aside from the ones I've given away, because mine can't be sacrificed. Um, Ebonblade Reaper. Whenever Ebonblade Reaper attacks, you lose half your life, rounded up. When it deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life, rounded up. Uh, chances are they're gonna block and kill it when it attacks, because it's not unblockable, but I will make the person who attacked with it lose half their life, so that's fine. Yeah. Um. That's like ten whole life, sometimes. Yeah, in Commander you start with forty, so. Uh, that's like twenty yeah. whole life, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Phyrexian Negator. 5-5 five, five with Trample. Whenever Phyrexian Negator is dealt damage, sacrifice that many permanents. It doesn't even say non-land permanence, this is permanence. So this person, if, you know, they swing this 5-5, five, five, which would be, it would have two 1-1 counters on it because of Arenicus. So it would be a 7-7 seven, seven with Trample. If the opponent blocks, but uh, does less than 7 damage to it, it wouldn't die. And then the, you know, person controlling it ends up having to sacrifice stuff, which can't be the stuff I've given them. Including this guy, which is the reason why I had this in another deck and I took it out because I realized Oh, it just has to take one damage and then you just sacrifice it to itself and now you don't have to <laughs> deal with it anymore um, But you can't sacrifice it so you're just stuck with this stupid thing and <laughs> if everyone else wants to be mean to this person They'll just block with a little bit and make them have to sacrifice other things um, You're like I want to get rid of this <laughs> I, I guess yeah. you could just not attack with it, huh? Or is it? No, it's it's goaded, which means it must attack. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, yep. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't have hexproof or indestructible. So if you have a kill spell in hand, you can just kill it, which is you know true of most of these things. Um, Phyrexian Vat Mother, four five with infect. At the beginning of your upkeep, you get a poison counter. So, infect means when the creature deals damage to an opponent, they take poison counters instead of the damage. Um, and if you get ten poison counters, you die. So, this thing will poison the person who controls it, you know, one per turn. And also, if it's not blocked, will poison the people that it hits. Who, you know, it must attack, and it must attack someone other than me. Um... And since it's got two one one counters, it'd be six power. So you could kill if it hits someone twice unblocked, they'd be dead. Um, Abyssal persecutor six six flying trample. You can't win the game, and your opponents can't lose the game. I played that one the last time I played this deck because somebody else was in the lead and probably going to kill us all. So I gave that to him, and then uh, he couldn't win, and we couldn't lose. That sucks. So. So even if we go down to zero life, we can't lose until the demon goes away. <laughs> That's such a no fun card. Yep. <laughs> like yeah, it's like go ahead, beat me up. I'm not gonna die. Like I have negative ninety eight life. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I I need to look up a ruling to see if you are allowed to drop below zero life, or if you would just stay at zero life once you hit zero. 
Yeah, that that's a weird thing. Because I guess technically, if if you go into the negatives, you could heal yourself back up before. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if you're at huh. zero, it'd be easier to heal yourself back up. Yeah. But I don't know if negative... I mean, I feel like negative isn't allowed, but at the same time, when I remember playing the Magic Duels video game, and I think that one did drop below zero if I did enough damage. Yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, so I've got those, and then I've got some things that synergize, you know, get me value off of when an opponent takes damage. And then I've got, like, some things that make it so bad things happen if you try to attack me. Speaking of, I'm I gonna make a note to self, I need to put a Revenge of Ravens in this deck. Um, which makes it so that any opponent who attacks you, they, I think they lose, they definitely lose, it might be, it's either they lose a life... Or they lose a life and I gain a life for each creature attacking. So it makes it so you really gotta hit me hard to actually get the damage through because otherwise I heal back up when you try to attack. Um, which this deck could definitely use because when I'm giving my own creatures away that doesn't leave much of a defense line against the things that I didn't give away to people. Yeah, I guess that's, that, um, that's the thing. It, like if you, if you give them a bunch of cards that are you know, decent, um, and you make them attack, then, uh, you're kind of just leaving yourself open unless you have a plan. Yeah, no, I have a couple creatures for my own defense, and I've got, you know, like, kill spells and counter spells to protect myself against threats, and then things like, like, I don't have Revenge of Ravens in there, but I've got Dissipation Field, which makes it so if a creature hits me, or just does damage to me at all, it bounces back to its owner's hand. Um, and propaganda, which makes it so you have to pay two if you're going to attack me with a creature. So that's two for each creature, so it really slows down any attacks coming at me. Yeah. And then otherwise, there's... The other issue, if the deck actually works correctly, I could end up in a situation where there's one opponent left, and they've got a bunch of my stuff, and my stuff must attack, and must attack someone other than me, if able, which means if I'm the only person left, it must attack me. So at that point, I need to do something to not be killed by my own stuff. Which could just be if they've taken enough damage, if I've, you know, divvied things up enough that they, they've been weakened, I could put my own unblockable thing out and kill them. Or, if not, I've got a card that swaps control of all creatures I control and all creatures an opponent controls until end of turn. So I could just trade back, take all the stuff, and hopefully kill them before they kill me. Or, if that fails... There's the funny option that John Arenicus doesn't say he can't give himself away. So he could just give himself <laughs> away to the winning team. <laughs> and then come kill his own deck. <laughs> Get the moral victory. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ma My deck is so good it beats itself. Magic has a bunch of like really stupid things you can do, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the fun. 
It's not like Pokemon or I, like Yu-Gi-Oh has some flexibility to it, but I don't. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh is also held back by your play area. You can only have five monsters out and five spells or traps out, so that really limits what you can have out at once. Yeah, I know. Like with Hearthstone has crazy stuff, but most of it is random mm. or you know stuff that you couldn't stop even if you had a perfect counter for it mm. so like most of the time it was kind of like okay as long as i survive till turn 15 or whatever i win which mm. is not as interesting right yeah but also sometimes like you would just pull out like some kind of weird spell that would help you win like it's a, it's a give and take, right? Like, like, because um, mm. in magic, like you're not gonna pull some weird shit out of your ass that nobody's ever put into a deck before. That'll help you win this one random game. But also, mm. you can. Well, you kind of can because there's so many things that you know who can keep track of all of it. I I just mean like you're not you, you can't pull a card that doesn't exist in your deck already. Um, oh yeah, that you can only do that in Magic Arena Alchemy, where they've got some like online only uh, cards that they've come up with. Yeah, there's ones that can con. I think the ability is called Conjure, and it generates a card from like a list of cards that aren't in you. Well, might or might not be in your deck, but it's yeah, just it generates a card out of nowhere and gives it to you. Yeah, like uh, like w- one of the like famous early things of a heart like in a Hearthstone tournament was uh, a guy played a guy played a mage spell called Babbling Book. Um, that it, it's like a, a one in thirty chance to give him like the one card that would help him win. Other- otherwise, he would lose on his opponent's next turn. Mm. Um. And it gave him the polymorph spell that uh, helped him win. Um, and I think he ended up... I think it was like the championship of that tournament. So he ended up winning the whole thing be- because of like a 3% chance. Favored by the RNG. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I forget what it was. They, they like... <laughs> they like named... It was, it was like a meme after where they like named it after uh, the guy who pulled it off and the name of the card, but I don't remember what it was. Shit. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I, the the card was uh, the card was babbling book that gives you a random mage spell, and mm. uh, the guy's name was Pavel, so they they called it Paveling Book. <laughs> oh okay. Um. So yeah, like. That's not something that can happen in Magic, but also Magic lets you do so much weird stuff on your own that's actually planned. Mm. So it, it's it's different, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, like, I guess in Paper Magic, the closest you could get to that kind of effect is there's these spells usually called Wish spells because a lot of them are, like, something Wish... And they let you, like, basically tutor for a card outside of the game and put it in your hand. But, 
Like, those are cards that generally aren't... Like, I think they're... Like, if you play them in, like, a competitive format, even though it says you can get any card from outside of the game and put it in your hand, in competitive formats, because they don't want you to be searching forever, they um, say that you can only get it from your sideboard, which is, like, 15 cards that you have to trade out between games. And in commander format, um, it's the kind of card that is generally... Like, the rules committee says they don't allow it, but it's a casual format and fuck the rules committee, so you can do it if uh, you just tell your group that you're going to do it, and most of the time they'll want you to have a thing called a wishboard, which is like a sideboard, so again, you're not... You don't play it and then just pull out all your binders and spend hours flipping through trying to find the perfect card. Um, which I guess is a thing that happened, and that's why <laughs> wish cards are generally not liked or allowed. Yeah, that... Yeah, that that's the, like, the one... Well, maybe not the one thing, but that's, like, the main thing that uh, digital games have over paper games, right? Is that they can pull that shit instantly instead of having it take uh you know 20 or several minutes uh no and i, I guess a faster pace in de- in general um yeah uh yeah and and like some of those online only like mostly like they tried to come up with effects that would be neat but would be impossible in paper. So there's ones that'll like create a card and then insert it into your deck. Um, or, um, yeah, I don't know, stuff. Like, like the ones that, you know, generate a card out of nowhere and put it in your hand. Or, um, things that make it so that, like, a creature gets, like, minus minus power permanently. And it doesn't matter if it goes to a graveyard or if it goes back to hand or if it goes into a deck. It's yeah. still affected by that, which would be, you know, pretty hard to track. Like, to track something like that in regular paper you format. You need, like, a third like, person. Yeah, or you would need, like, a piece of paper that you write the effect on and you stick it in the sleeve in front of the card. Right. So that you remember that even if that card gets shuffled back into your deck, if it comes back, it still has that effect applied to it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't um, I haven't played a, any kind of card game in forever. Oh, I I, I did try the uh, the League of Legends uh, card game. Hmm. Um, it had some kind of dumb. Let, let, let me look it up. I think I still have it installed. Hmm. Um, Legends of Rune Terra. That's a that's a great name. Um, no, nobody. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. I don't, never seen it played, it's pre- but it's it's pretty fun. Uh, it's kind of like a middle ground between Magic and something like Hearthstone, I think. Hmm. Um, like it, it's it's got the mana system from Hearthstone, where um, you start with the mana and you you just get one more every turn. Mm. Which I like. It, it's it's more balanced. Like you, you'll never you'll never not be able to play something just because you didn't draw right. Um, 
but it, it has like a, a segmented turn system, kind of like magic. Mm. Uh, you know, where, where like there's different kinds of, there, there's different speeds of cards basically where like, oh, you, this one you can, this one's an instant, so you can play it whenever this one is, uh, like a fast spell, so you can play it in between other cards. This one is slow, so it takes its own turn to play. Uh, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, this sounds kind of like early. I think early magic. There's sorcery, which is you just play it on its own. There's uh, like th- there were instants and interrupts, and I think like interrupt specifically was was meant to be like the kind that you can play in response to opponents and i i guess instant would just be thing you can play in response to yourself i'm not sure Mm. what the difference was they eventually rolled instant and interrupt into being the same thing yeah but that's i i think i think that might just be called a fast spell in um legends of rune terra um or maybe there was fast slow in it. I, I don't remember. Um, anyway, yeah, like I, I'm I'm not gonna pretend like I'm super familiar with magic, but I I know the general idea of how turns work, mm. and it it's an interesting hybrid between the two, but also like there's a there's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> mm. uh, like it, it's it is more generous than I think either hearthstone or magic like in just in how much stuff they give you mm. and you you could just play uh like the single player mode without ever playing against anybody or spending money so that's nice uh yeah i mean it's more generous than card games usually are yeah but i mean it's a it's a league of legends thing so they're planning on having you know, a million people <laughs> each mm. each pay like a thousand dollars every month or whatever. Yeah, like get those whales, I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like it didn't grab me like Hearthstone did, but I think that might just be because I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be grabbed by a game anymore <laughs> because mm. I already have. I'm, I'm trying to do a Pokemon thing. <laughs> I, I decided yeah. to play all the Pokemon games in a year and uh, broadcast them for people to see, which mm. it takes a lot more time than I thought it would. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're almost up to two hours. Uh, only thing I didn't mention yet... Um, so I I said on the past episode I was listening to Brandon Sanderson's podcast. Um, so I started reading Elantris, which was one of his books that I hadn't read, and it's really good. Like I, you know, I, I picked it up. It's like oh, this is five hundred fifty pages, and I barely read anymore because I'm just busy with other hobbies. So I don't know how I'm gonna get through this, but no, it's it's a real page turner. Um, it's it's the story that he described as um like a fantasy city castle full of zombie lepers 
Um, okay. Because the whole thing is, it's the, there's, there's the city called Elantris. It's a big, like, castle-like city that you, ten years ago was, like, literally shining with magic. You know, there were people, they call Atlantrians, that, you know, like, the magic would just take them and turn them into these, you know, silver-skinned, white-haired, like, gods among men, and people worship them. Um, even though they were just, like, kind of magically powered people. Um, but then something happened, and it, uh, broke the magic and corrupted, like, everything. You know, the whole city kind of fell apart, and all this, like, slime started showing up everywhere, and the people who had Elantrian powers now kind of look like zombies, and whenever somebody you know, develop, starts developing these powers, they're cast out and sent into this city where they're like, you know, because nobody really, it takes a while for the book to explain exactly what's going on. Um, but yeah, they're like the half formed magic makes it so they can't die, but they also don't recover from injuries. So eventually their minds just kind of snap as they accumulate all these injuries that never go away. Um, so it's like a pretty harsh city. That sounds it, terrible. So, the, so like one of, there's like three main perspective characters. One of them is a prince who's this like optimist and he was beloved by everyone. But at the start of the book, he's, you know, taken by the magic and turned into zombie guy and so he's sent into the city and he's you know trying to rally people together and fix this shithole of a society town that they have there um and then there is a princess who was sworn to be married to the prince but then he you know died quote unquote you know they don't tell her until well, i want to say like 500 pages into the book is when she finally fi of this 550 page book is when she finally finds out oh my betrothed husband isn't actually dead he was just uh sort of zombified um well and, i mean and, technically <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah it's yeah and then the third guy is this, like, religious zealot who's been sent to convert everyone in the neighboring city, uh, where all the non-zombie people are, to his religion, or else the, you know, it, it's like a very militarized religion with an emperor at the head of it, and the emperor is planning to just storm in and stomp the whole city into the ground if they don't convert. So, um... And he's like a character. He starts off as just a really despicable guy, but he, you know, becomes more sympathetic as it goes on, and as he kind of realizes what a dick he is, especially as you know, there's like one of his priests beneath him is even more of a dick. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's a lot of interesting characters. Like the plot is pretty cool, so I'm enjoying it. And it also helps that it's it's just like a one-off. It's not part of a series. Yeah. There's been other novellas set in the world of Elantris, but they're all in like different parts of the world, so this story is really a one and done. Yeah, sometimes it's nice just being able to experience the story and then not having to worry about the 40 other things that tie into it. Yeah. You know, it's not like Stormlight Archive where... 
there's so far four of the ten books are out and each book is like 1200 pages long you know it's it's a huge series and it's really cool but also it's so long and we're not even halfway done yet yeah like i don't i don't care that one piece might be ending soon i'm still not gonna watch the 900 episodes it takes to get that far Mm. i will believe that when i see it yeah that it actually finished (laughs) imagine the box set (laughs) Mm. (laughs) well like fuck that like imagine the Imagine the um, the finished uh, volume set of the manga. Hmm. Yeah, you just fill an entire bookshelf with yeah. One Piece. Yeah, you could you could fill like, like top a, to bottom, not not just a shelf, the whole bookcase. Yeah, like the entire the entire library shelf. <laughs> like they, yeah. there's an entire wing of a library just for One Piece. Yep. yep. And then, you know, wait for the spin-off series about their <laughs> next generation to come out and continue it. So if it worked for Naruto, it'll work for One Piece. I, I so hope that that dude just takes a break. <laughs> mm. Because, I mean, how long has he, has he been writing it? For over 30 years? No, Well, no, not over 30. Over 20, uh, maybe 25 If he years? wanted to end it, he could have ended it by now. Yeah. It doesn't need to be as long as it is. Yeah, but I mean, I I haven't seen beyond like the first parts of it. People swear by it that it, it it's pretty consistently good throughout. Mm. But also no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's I'm probably gonna... like fine and fun, but I can't imagine what kind of narrative would need to be as long as as it is yeah you know, like you could cut entire arcs out and it would be fine yeah i mean like i love i love dragon ball like i i love all of it but also there's a lot of it <laughs> that doesn't need to exist and it still yeah. does and it's like a fraction of what one piece is yeah um so anything else before we wrap up i feel like i did one more thing but i don't care enough to talk about it but I, mm. and I don't remember what it was, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess no. Um, mm. Let's see. What do you have an ending joke, a Jade? Horrible joke to close on. What do you mean horrible? Well, that that's our you know our goal. I assume. I look. I consistently end these episodes with gold, and you mm. just can't appreciate it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that one layer deep Reba McIntyre joke of her name sounding like Reba. And that's that's all there is to it. There is no other like, level of depth beyond the name sounds like the name. No, the joke is that I got you to say it. <laughs> and you said it again. Yeah, yeah to say a horror, yeah, a pun... That has, has nothing to it beyond the the fact that it's a pun. Jade, you don't have to be so serious about it. It's just mm. I'm I'm being a dick right now. Mm. No, I mean the reason I didn't want to say it last week or last two weeks, whatever episode, is because it's like I don't get it. You know, it's just like okay, 
So yeah, so they sound like. And <laughs> is that it? Is that all? Is that all there is? <laughs> the, 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 there's nothing to get. The point is, I came up with the dumbest shit I've ever heard, and I'm, I got you to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like a ligma balls joke. You, yeah, it, it doesn't even have like the crudeness to it to be like that that's the point or the gotcha moment of yeah, it yeah yeah you like, see there's no gotcha to it it's just it's nothing <laughs> so that's why it's a horrible joke that we have to end on hey jade mm. um do you remember the ice gem leader from generation four mm, bryce no okay uh gen four it it's the guy no with the oh it's not a guy no okay oh is it candace (laughs) yeah it sure it sure is okay so so we're just (laughs) so there isn't there isn't like a ligma balls to this where you're gonna follow up candace with a punchline it's just there is we're just remembering the ice puns that there, that there is a joke. I just didn't want okay. to say it because I thought it would be rude. Okay. But you, you, do you want me to? Candace. Can Candace Dick Finn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. There's a joke. <laughs> we are free from the curse for another two weeks. Oh God. Come back. Come back next time for more <laughs> excellent humor. If you would like to suggest any, our suggestion box is on the. <laughs> discord i guess yeah look if you have any thoughts about this show please share them (laughs) because we don't (laughs) no too hot no thoughts too too hot for um what what's the thing too hot Uh, fuck fuck it fuck it in in the show a minute ago (laughs) hit the button we're out of here yeah That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>